Well, welcome to the breakout. So uh, as we start, I just want to go over uh, some things and, and really how I want to begin this is just talking about worship in general. And so, you know, worship is honoring God and then giving all of that glory back to him. So every time we step up on the platform, like we're honoring the Lord and what we do. And so that comes down to like the way we dress, the way we live our lives outside of just being scheduled on that worship team. Um, and so... When we play together, when we're in disunity, like, the Spirit of the Lord is not going to be honoring that. And so, I think the first thing when it comes to really flowing in moments is actually being a team that's unified. Because if you're not a unified team, there's no flow that's going to be happening. Like, none at all. It's going to cancel it out. You're not going to read each other's signals if you're mad at that person. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to be... Uh, listening for cues from the worship leader if you're frustrated about something you never brought up. So the first thing that I think is so important to know is like if you're taking notes, it's just to write down that like unity is first and honoring each other. And that could be honoring each other's, you know, uniqueness, honoring their skill, honoring their talent, honoring things like that. That is so important. Honoring their time, their family. So every time we come to rehearsal, we want to honor each other and we want to say, okay, I'm going to honor, you know, Erica because I know she has a daughter. I'm going to honor, like, Lumaya because I know she has children too. And so there's things that we want to focus on um, just outside of the practicality of, of flowing and how, does, how do I flow, you know? Um, so we have to honor each other because what happens on stage first is what happens in your heart. So when you step up on the platform before um, – there's any real, like, tangible, like, oh, that sounds so good. It all starts here. It all starts what, what are you doing at home? What are you doing when you rehearse? What are you doing when you practice in your living room, in your office? What are you doing? How is your heart's posture? Because it's all about worship first and about honoring the Lord and each other. And so if there's a frustration, if there's, you know, just different personalities clashing, if there's things like that, we have to first think, I need grace just as much as that person, you know? So why would I think, like, they don't need as much grace as me? Like, I'm just going to be angry at them for not, you know, hitting the right thing or not playing that click fast enough or not hitting the keys uh, on the right notes and things like that. When it all comes down to just, okay, I'm going to honor that person and I'm going to speak like how I would want to be spoken to. And I think that's so huge when it comes to um, just worship and worship teams in general is that, like, you have to honor each other. Um, and then that goes along with worship leaders and music directors. And so um, for those of you that either haven't had the chance to be on a worship team yet or you just haven't experienced that, um, it's that the music director is giving the cues that the worship leader is giving, and then they're also leading the worship leader. So it's this healthy balance um, of understanding, like, okay, I'm not going to overstep the worship leader's toes, and I'm not going to overstep the music director's toes. So there will be occasions where, um, let's say we're in the middle of a song, and I'll give the cue for chorus. And then the music director will say, bridge, but I'm holding up the chorus sign. So in this situation, what do we do? If you're the worship leader or if you're the band and you're following, you always follow the music director. Because that music director is the one leading the entire team. And so I don't have a way of communicating to the team verbally, like, no, we're going to go to the chorus. So what am I having to do? I'm having to submit to that music director and follow them to the bridge. So this actually happened, I think, two or three weeks ago, and Sean was our music director. And it wasn't that he did anything wrong or gave the wrong cue. It's just that I gave the signal too late. 
And so he actually said bridge, but I gave the cue and a vocal cue for the chorus. But the band, they were like the way they were doing the chords and going to the, that musical way was going to the bridge. So if I would have gone to the chorus, it would have been a train wreck. It would have been like, what is she doing? Like, that's, she messed up. But in reality, you know what I mean? It would have been this crazy thing. But instead, I had a decision like that quick to make. And then I changed up what I was doing and went right to the bridge. And then it flowed and you couldn't even tell what was happening. And then Sean apologized and I was like, I didn't even give you the cue. Like, that was my fault, you know? So that goes again with the unity. And there's been times in the past where music directors will do that. And then the worship leader will have this like, but I'm leading the song. I'm leading the thing. Like, you should have followed me. And then it was a train wreck. And then the song goes the wrong way and things go crazy because there's this weird thing and it's all disunity. And it's all who's actually leading the thing. And so for us, it's like learning to submit under each other and really flow. That is how you flow, is when you submit with each other. It's not that I'm doing my own thing and I'm doing something better than they are. I'm going to play the sick lead line here because I think it's dope, even though the keyboard has a sick lead line, and I'm going to overpower them. It's all about like balance and working with each other. So even when we listen to the songs on Cleaning Center, even when we hear a great worship song, you always want to hear every instrument. And it's like, even though you're listening to the bass part, you have to know what the keyboard is doing. You have to know what the kick drum is doing. You have to know where the worship leader is going. All of those things are how you're going to flow. And if you don't know what the other instruments are doing, it's never going to flow. There's never going to be any momentum, any groove that's going to happen because you're in your own little instrument world. And if you're a background vocalist, same thing. Because if you're focusing on, well, I'm going to do my run here, and I'm going to do this over there, and you're not following a worship leader, there's going to be 20 voices coming out of the system that are all disunified. And it's not going to sound like one voice. It's not going to sound whole. It's going to sound crazy. <laughs> it's going to sound insane. Like, imagine, like, eight voices, like, ah, and, like, all these crazy runs. It's not actually going to sound good. And so even when we're rehearsing, um, before a Wednesday and you're thinking like, okay, what parts am I going to sing? Where am I going to go? Things like that. I always say learn two parts. Learn one part, the second part, and then the melody. Like know those things. Because when you come, somebody else could sing the high harmony really well, but you know it. And so it's really easy to be frustrated and be like, well, I know the high harmony. And like, I'm going to sing that because I want to and I'm better at it. But it's all about submitting and saying, okay, but we need a low harmony. So I'm going to fill that space, and I'm going to serve my team, and I'm going to honor each other and sing that part so it sounds so full. Because has anybody ever heard, like, a three-part harmony so solid, and it sounds like angels from heaven are coming? But what if one of those singers was like, but I want a solo. And then they start singing their own thing, and they get off, and then it just it wrecks the whole moment. And so that is a moment. It's like those things when we submit under each other and really flow that God can move and breathe in, in space in between songs and things like that, it all, it all works in congruency. Like you need all of those things moving at the same time. So that way when it comes to being in between songs, we actually know how to flow because we've been doing it the whole set. Like we've been listening to each other the whole set. Even in fast songs, it's really easy to be like, well, I'm just gonna do it like how the recording does it and like not flow. And I'm gonna show you guys some clips. Oh, that's cool. But I'm gonna show you guys some. I'm gonna show you guys some clips of Hillsong, and like even the way that they flow out of fast songs is so elegantly done that I'm like that is gold. Because 
they turn it into a moment. It's not just like they're crashing out. There's meaning to it. And so that's the other thing I want to hit on is that everything we do has meaning. We're not just crashing out to crash out the song because that's the only way it's going to transition. And we're not just holding out this chord because that's the only way it's going to work. Like you have to minister through those tiny little details because at the end of service, somebody's going to be like, I got so wrecked at the end of real love. And you're like, really? Real love is the one? Okay. But it's like like things happen. But it's like if we took the time to do that little extra thing, there's breakthrough. I'm telling you, I'm going to show you guys some stuff that I was getting freedom from. I was like, woo. And so, like, the way they lead is just so epic. And so I'm even learning as a worship leader. And then this goes not just for the people that lead songs and not just for the MDs, but this goes for the whole band. So even, like, um, those of you that are in here that play an instrument, like even if you're a background vocalist, really focus on and watch your instrument and really try to see, you may not be able to see like bass or drums or stuff like that, but like really look at what they're doing. So like um, for background vocalists, focus on the choir behind the worship leader. I think it's like the sixth or seventh clip I'm going to show you, but the choir, I couldn't stop looking at them because it looked like they all were leading the song, even though it was not them. And so they're all in the background like, and they're going crazy. And I was like, I am like inspired by that because they're not even leading the song, but they're passionate about it anyway. Like that you have that is honoring. That is unity. That is all of those things. And you can't exi- like you can't show this externally if inside you're like, oh, I wish I was the one leading the song. Or like, oh, I wish I had the microphone up front. Because I, I've watched Hillsong like their live stream for years, and I'm telling you, I see some of the same people in the same spots on that choir, but their passion never changes. Like how they're honoring the Lord when they worship every Sunday never changes. And in my head, I like have to repent because I'm like, man, would I be offended? Like if I stayed in the choir for 10 years or something like that? But it's like, no, that's not unity. That's disunity. That's dishonor. That's not even worship, first of all. And so it's like them being there, like they're impacting so many people and they're in the background. And that is, that is honoring the Lord. That is still worship. You're still worship leading, even though you're in the choir. Like that is it. So that is, that is honoring the Lord. That is honoring your team. Um, and so, yeah, I went off on a lot of tangents, but so I'm going to start with, um, the first clip. And so we're going to look at, um, how they come out of a fast song. And so this context is super cool and how they change, um, just the feel and the intimacy like that. Like I'm telling you, it blew me out. I was like, wow, like right out of a fast song. Well, happy new year, everybody. How good is it to be in church for the first time for 2019? Yeah, it's pretty good. We know it's a great thing to be able to come together and praise God. The Bible says that He inhabits the praises of His people. I think it's the best way to start this year. You know, no matter what last year held, whether it was difficult, whether it was an incredible year, you know, our praises aren't determined based on what our circumstances are or were, but on who God is. And our God is faithful. Our God is love. He is merciful. He is with us. He is for us. And so come on, as we lift our voices in praise this morning, let's remind ourselves that our God is good. Amen. So Jesus is our So like my favorite thing about that is that like I cut the whole other song, but they were crashing out of this song 
And it was like, Love Won't Let Me Down, or Let Go is one of those songs. So you think, okay, like there's no way they can turn this intimate. But that was so intimate. That was so meaningful. And what I love is that they tied in the holiday. Like they said, like, it's our new year. And they used that. And they said, with scripture, like they were tying it all together. And it didn't seem random. It didn't seem like he made it up in the moment. It seemed like he actually took the time to, to think about, okay, like this is January. Like people are going through things. They're overcoming stuff from last year. Like we got to remind ourselves God is faithful in 2019. So I'm going to say that. Like, that's huge. And so it's just a tiny thing that, again, somebody could have gotten breakthrough, and then they go into the song Good Grace, and, like, that song's just ridiculous, too. So um, our second clip, this is coming out of a crash out, and then musicians really listen, even vocalists, just listen to what is going on behind the words. us but he is for us he doesn't drag us back to our past but he prepares a way for us a hope and a future and if we were drawn near to him this morning he would draw near to us so why don't we make that decision the start of the day the start of this meeting that we're going to draw near to god in our worship as we fix our eyes upon jesus we're never disappointed with what we see so come on let's let's fix our eyes let's fix our attention between these two chords and they're making it sound like a completely different thing that's happening and the song they go into doesn't even sound like that so when I heard that I was blown away because I was thinking how often do we hold a chord out or do we just have this this moment that's like it feels like a bridge but sometimes it feels more like like the skewers we wind them up and we're like trying to like really quietly and like slowly like hey nobody anything. but it's like they're there like and they're just like rocking because that confidence is what you're going to know from being out in the congregation so the reason everybody's like i don't know what's happening right now is because we're on stage like i don't know what's happening right now but it's like if we were like yeah like i'm going to minister through this moment because even though the worship leader was communicating like straightforward to the point saying things shifting the atmosphere if the band is in there to support them Nobody's going to focus on what the worship leader just said, but they're confused about what's happening. And so they filled out that space, and they weren't afraid to go back and forth between these chords, and they're probably taking cues from the music director saying, go to the one, na, 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 and then go to the this chord, na, 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 and it creates this tension and this like, what's going to happen? Where are we going to go? But if the piano player wasn't hitting those notes, it probably would have felt so much more awkward if it was just this pad like, for like eight years. It's like, what's going on? Sean! Hey, dude. Okay. So, let's see. Number three. Oh, sweet. Come on in, bro. Okay. Um, so this is probably, yeah, these last ones are all, I can't say they're my favorite because they're all my favorite. But. Can you show him that clip again? Yeah, this last one. So we're talking about just flowing out of a fast song. So you're going to see it's a lot of let go. 
and then it's how they were holding out the cord, and they probably went to like the one, the four, and they're just flowing back and forth between it, and like the keyboard is just rocking it, and the worship leader's leading the moment, but. So now we're gonna play clip number three. together as your people not to just sing songs with our lips Lord God but to sing them from our heart God that our spirit would rise up in faith this morning knowing that you are good and that you do good and that you're here to meet your people that no one would be left behind this morning from feeling the tangible presence of the living God but my prayer this morning is that every person in this room would meet with you would feel your presence would leave different from the way they came in because you love us so much. So we commit this morning into your hands, God, as we continue to worship right now and we just say, have your way. Have your way, God, above it all. Have your way, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's worship. Hold me now in the hands that created the head. Find me now where the grace runs deep as your scars. You pull. So I think what's so important about that is just to hear the genuineness in his prayer. And that sometimes we can go up there and we're like, oh, I gotta fill space right here. And it's like, if that's how we view it, like I have that mentality sometimes, but it's like if that's how we're viewing it as like prayer is my transition for this moment, then it's gonna come off like prayer is my transition. Like, that's what it's going to come off as. But if you mean it, and it's intentional, and it means something, then it's going to mean something. And what I loved at the very end of that is when they were crashing out, like, the drums were there with him. And you'll see that more as we go through these clips, that the band is just supporting him 100% of the way. And I think sometimes we wait for a cue, or we wait for something to happen. But if we're unified, then you would feel that. Like, sometimes when Pastor Dave and Vanessa come up on stage, we're unified because we're all looking at them and we're all like, okay, where are they going to go? Where are they going to go? But when the worship leader's leading, we're like, eh, I know what's going to happen. But, like, what if we were like, where are they going to go? Where are they going to go? What's going to happen? Where are we going to go? And it's more of, like, this, this yeah, intense, like, what's going to happen next? Because God can do whatever he wants. Like, what if the worship leader is like, cut the track, I want to go, like, we're going to go this way. But then the whole band is like, that's not what we do on a Sunday. No way, I'm gonna just keep rocking with the track. It's like, that's disunity, and then there it goes, and we're never gonna have moments like that. So it's all about being unified and listening and focusing on who is leading the moment, who do I submit to right now. Um, so now we're gonna look at this clip. thanksgiving in our hearts to enter his courts with praise and I don't know who you are we've come from but this is the house of God and we are God's people so can we take a quick moment to shake off anything that's hindering us that's holding us back from pressing in let's take 20 seconds to lift up the name of Jesus to put him first to put him in the center God we praise you we lift you high 
it's probably really loud and hard to hear things. But is it the like I said, the band followed him. And so they went into that moment. And what I love the most is that the worship leader said, we're going to take 20 seconds to just pour out this worship to the Lord and just give him the glory. And so he says that in another clip. But I think what's super special about it is that he let the congregation know, like, this isn't going to last an eternity. Like, and not saying we have to do that every time, but he was giving them, like, this is the time. This is the budgeted time for you to let it all out. Like, no matter what it looks like, just pour it on out to him. And I love that because it wasn't three minutes of me having to pour out my affection for the Lord. It wasn't eight minutes because if I'm a new person, I'm like, I'm not taking three minutes of that right now. But it's like, you know, if the Lord does something, then okay, we'll follow. But in most cases, like something like that is perfect for new people, for, um, you know, people that might feel uncomfortable with worship. This gives them a little bit of freedom to know, like, okay, 20 seconds, I can, I can lift my hands up for 20 seconds. Like, I can shout for 20 seconds. I can do that. Um, so I thought that was super important. And then we're on number five. The cool moment about that is she's, he's like, one, two, three, ah! And it wasn't like they just ended the song and then moved on, but it's like he had this moment of the fan crashing out and people actually celebrating and declaring freedom. And I just thought that was, that was super special. And those are things that we can take away and look at a set and be like, you know what? Like, I think it'd be really cool to have a moment like that where we just have this moment of breakthrough. And like I said with the previous clip, that wasn't eight minutes long. That wasn't some long tangent of a moment, but it was something that had such significance in it, and it was thought through, and it was focused on. And I think sometimes when it comes to flowing in between songs, we're like, oh, we'll figure it out when we get there. Or, or like, I'll have a scripture when I think about it, when it's that moment. But it's like, you came prepared, and that is so vital to look at. Congregation is like this, and they're sleepy, 
and you're in a Holy Spirit moment, and I put quotations, like, not so heavily, but it's like you're in this moment, but if you're the only one feeling the moment, you're not leading these people anymore. And you're leading yourself to a throne room that's already present. So you have to look at it and be like, okay, I'm in this position, I'm holding this microphone, what am I going to do with this time? What am I going to do? How am I going to honor this moment? And if it's, I want to sing for eight minutes about something that nobody else is picking up on, you're not really honoring that moment that you have. And so when it comes to those things, when it comes to like music directing, when it comes to um, being a vocalist, things like that, you have to think that way always. Like, how am I leading the people? Am I leading the people like this when I'm on back on vocals? No, probably not. But if I'm like this and I'm like roaring and I'm worshiping, even though I'm not leading the song, and I look like it, like if I had my mic up, if I had it down, you couldn't tell who was leading it because I was just as mean Like, I'll be a background vocalist any day, and I will look like I'm leading the song because it's not determined by if I'm actually the only one up in the house. Like, no, I'm gonna do the same thing on the floor. Like, that is so important, no matter if you're playing your guitar, if you're playing the piano, no matter what it is. And like, somebody told me this once, and I don't mean to say this because I'm like, what do you mean? But like, um, they said you worship the same on the floor, on the keyboard, when you lead the song, and when you're not. And I was like, yeah, because I'm worshiping. Like, I'm worshiping the Lord. Like, that's how I look when I worship. So it's going to look the same. I don't change when I'm at home. I don't change when I'm with my friend. Like, that is how I worship. And I think for us, sometimes we're like, well, you know, I'm just not going to be as, like, into it with this song because it doesn't have my favorite part in it or whatever it might be. It's not about you. It's about honoring the Lord. So we're going to move on to clip number seven. of our lives, Lord God, and you're just so gracious, you're so good, and you're so loving that you would meet us all where we are at this morning. And so my prayer is that as we open our hearts, that every person, every person would meet with you, Lord God, that no one would miss out from a touch of your Holy Spirit, from meeting the one true living God who moved heaven and earth so that he can meet with us this morning. So we commit this morning into your hands, God. We ask you to have your way, Jesus. We ask you to have your way, Jesus. We ask you to have your way, Jesus. We ask you to have your way, God. You sing. I've been strong and I've been broken within a moment. I've been faithful and I've been reckless in every day. I think what's 
really important about that is that coming right out of that song, it seemed like they were supposed to go right into the next one, right? And that, like, oh, well, he must have messed up or, like, something went wrong with the words. But he felt that moment, and he was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to pray for this service for these people. And even what he was speaking in that moment was the song. It was the lyrics to the song they were doing next. And, like, that song that they were going into was all about, like, Lord, you find me as I am. Like, you're going to change my heart here. You know my heart, and you see it, Lord. Like, that was the song that they were going into. And what he was doing was, like, preparing the hearts for the people to enter into it. And I, like I said with the previous clip, like, he wasn't taking eight hours to do it. It took that very quick, seamless moment for him to just speak and then move on. It wasn't like he spoke and then went off into this prophetic long thing and did this crazy um, long new song. It's like he just flowed and felt the moment and then he went right into the next song. Um, and then this is actually the end of the song he just went into. And so I think it's really important to see because they actually go into a tag. And I thought it was super vital about how he led the moment going into it. Because it's like he amped up people. So in that moment, he brought them to this like, okay, I'm going to ponder. I'm going to think on those things. I'm going to like have this intimate moment with the Lord. And then as he goes into this ending of it, it's almost like this roar and like this, yes, like declaration moment. So we're going to take a look at that. It's a grace I can never Sometimes as a band, we like wait to be reassured that that's where we're going when it's like if we talked about it and we went through it and that's where we're going, go for it and told, unless told otherwise. Like unless we're like, no, go lower. Hey, no, I'm going to keep this moment going or something like that. But in that moment, I just love that like the band, I know it, like the music director was like, okay, here we go. Like I could just feel it. Like they all were like, we're going in. Like we're going to go deeper. All right, get ready. And then chorus. And then he went right in at the end of his phrase, which I was like, that is a skill, my friend. Because that's probably so hard to be thinking about your prayer and then go right in. But if they had the music director be like, all right, we're going to go into this chorus. One, 
two, three, there's another in the fight. Then he went right in, and he was submitting to the music director, because what if he wanted to keep going with his prayer? Like, he heard chorus, and he was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to jump on it. And so I think that that's so vital. And then he said, for a couple more minutes, we have this time to worship. And so, not saying we have to use these exact phrases, but just feeling more comfortable with not doing the generic, this is what I say as a worship leader, this is what I do, and how I act. And I love that, because if I'm new, and worship is still going on, I'm like, what is happening? I'm like, okay, now we're going somewhere else. But then I hear, like, for a couple more minutes, I'm like, okay, I can give you a couple more minutes of my time. I can go, I can dive in a little bit. Okay, I'll lean in. Like, and then it's almost like, you're a real person leading the people instead of a robot trying to do exactly as, you know what I mean, like as this goes. And so I thought that that was huge and super important, um, just as a band and just flowing. Like to me, that is really how you go in and out of songs. That is really what it looks like. And, you know, we talk about a lot of times like what the in-between of songs look like and how we're going to crash out, how we're going to hold the note out and things like that. But if we integrated things like this, like it would go to the next level. I'm telling you, like this is the next level for us. It's like, how do we actually bridge together those moments in between? And so that comes to me, that comes to the band, and like not being afraid to say, hey Taylor, I have an idea for this. Like if you're leading the song, or if you're background vocals, if you're a bassist, if you're a keyboard player, and you're like, you know what? Like I heard this verse the other day, and I think it goes perfect right here. Like we're a team, and when we're unified, that is something that you'll feel comfortable with sharing because we're all a team and we're all like the end result is just to honor the Lord and just to worship him. So we always have to feel comfortable with saying like, well, like, I don't know if that note is the right one to crash out on. Like, cause we're all growing and we're all doing um, these things. And it's, it's hard um, to put it all on, on one person's shoulders. It's hard to put it all on Jeremy. It's hard to put it all on different worship leaders that are going to be doing it. And so when we all come together and we shoulder up with each other and we say, you know what? Like, I'm going down with you. <laughs> like, if something happens, like, we're going to do it. Because if you're not failing, then you're not really growing. Like, nothing's actually changing. If you just do the same thing over and over again, like, it's going to get stale. It's going to get boring. And it's not really going to be worship anymore. I'll just be playing a track at that point, you know? Um, so the goal is not to be exactly like Hillsong. I use Hillsong because I like their live stream and I like how they worship lead. And in those moments, I was like, that is spot on because that's our culture. That's how we are is we're, we're very leading and we want to move the people forward. And sometimes with Bethel, it can be like three-hour set list. And like, that's cool. Like for a worship night, man, go for it. But in situations where you're leading multiple different types of people in multiple different places in their walk with the Lord, it's hard to go on for five hours if I have no idea what you're singing about, like, what is this fire you speak of? Like, what is this water? What is this, like, heaven? I have no idea what that is. But I know who Jesus is. So, like, I, and I'm going to say it, but, like, I really sing Jesus a lot of the time in moments in between because everybody knows who Jesus is. And Jesus' name always shifts the atmosphere. So, for me, like, any worship, just throwing it out there. But that's always what I'll do. I'll be like, okay. I'm going to point to him. Like in moments where I, I don't know what to sing or I'm feeling that this moment can use something, I'll always sing Jesus or like we praise you or we lift you up or like because that's that's exalting his name, you know? And some, like sometimes you can sing O's and things like that. Sometimes when you get really complicated in prophetic worship, you make it really complicated. 
And so then it, it causes people to be lost, and then you're lost, and then where's the flow in that if, if it's going crazy? And Bethel has their own culture and has their own way of doing it, and their whole congregation, I went there, their whole congregation knows they're going to go in on for three hours. That's just how their church functions. It's how it works. And here, our culture is like, you know, we want to reach a lot of people too. I'm not saying Bethel doesn't. But it's like we have a different type of culture here. And I think Elevation is great too. But their live stream, they take down. So I couldn't get their live stream. So, um, but they're phenomenal as well. And I guarantee you, they lead similarly. Like, very similarly. Even in the moments in between. Even when we went there, that's how they led. Is it all was flowing in between these moments? Like, seamlessly and sometimes it's going to be a little bit harder you know depending on the key depending on the song but there's always going to be a way to lead the people that's never going to change there's always going to be a way to be unified um and so we're all growing in these areas and you know we just have to have grace for one another as things fail as ideas flop as you know one of us sings the wrong chorus as one of us hits the wrong beat as one of us plays the wrong chord it's just going to happen and we have to have grace for one another and not let things slide, but say like, hey, we're held to a higher standard. And like, I know you can do better, so how can I help you? Instead of saying, you suck, like how dare you do the wrong thing, like, that's terrible. Like that's not how you play that part. But it's coming up alongside of each other and being like, hey, we can be a better band, we can be a better team. Like, how can I help you? Like, do you want me to go over the riff with you? Do you want me to play that lead line for you? Like, and show you how it goes? Do you want me to sing that harmony with you, with the melody, so you can hear it? And it's instead of being like, well, they just don't know what they're doing. Like, so I'm gonna just win, and they're gonna lose. When in reality, if you say that, the whole team loses because you let one person not be held to the same standards. And so, for all of us, I think that that. That is so vital. So with all of that information, does anyone have questions or comments or something that you thought was super cool from looking at the live stream? Oh, I just remember one more thing. So did anybody see the background vocals during the worship leaders? Yeah. Like right behind them? I couldn't get my eyes off of them, especially in that clip, I think. But there was just this girl with her hands up and then all these people around them, eyes closed. And that's the other thing, especially when you're here at this campus, but just in general always, is that you're always on. There's never a moment that you're not being watched by somebody. And especially for this, like if those people in the background would have been like, well, I'm not really like important right now. I'm not singing a part. So I'm just going to like do my hair. I'm just going to like fix my hair up. I'm just going to like zone out. I'm going to check my tweets, like things like that. I'm going to see that and I'm going to be like, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't be that engaged either. Like, maybe I shouldn't focus and see what the worship leader's doing either. And maybe I should think about something else. And so you're actually causing a bigger distraction when you're distracted. So in moments like that, when you're not leading the song, and I know it's hard because we're all, like, creative people. And we're like, well, I just kind of, like, I want to see everybody and I want to do all these things. And it's like, but if you just close your eyes and just lift up your hands, this right here will speak so much more than just, like, like, what's happening? Like, what are they doing? What is going on? And even when you're on guitar and you're not playing, do this. Just lift up your hands and close your eyes and worship or stare at the worship leader with your arms up and just, like, be real on stage. Like, like you're worshiping the Lord. And I'm not saying that you're on even camera all the time. Maybe that's true. But you're on worship. You're on, you're on right here. You're live in front of the King of Kings. So how would you worship if he was right there? Would you be, like, looking away? Would you be 
fiddling around with something on your guitar? Like, what would you be doing if the Lord was physically right here? Like, what would you actually do? Because that, that shows. And if you're, like, lost, and if you're, like, doing all these things, and that's not going to happen in those moments. And I totally get it. There's times when, like, you have to be focused on what you're playing or focused on fixing something. And in those cases, do it. Like, I'm not saying don't ever focus and don't ever be, like, into what you're playing. But I'm saying in moments where you don't need to be, like, you're always worshiping. You're always on camera. You're always being seen. And I'm telling you what, if you look back at our live stream sometimes, it's like... But I'm a worship leader, the window is a guitar player, and this was happening. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to That's what you'll see, but sometimes the shots will be so oh, awesome man. when you see the guitar players like worshiping, where it's like, damn, that's such a good shot that you just want to sit there on it. It was one time, hold on, I don't remember who it was. I'm not going to say who it was, but I remember. So I was watching, and they were like this. Just call us out. No, I, nothing was happening. Nothing was happening. I actually don't think it was either of you three. And they were just like this, like pretending our guitars here. They're just like staring. And I watched, and it was like for a minute. Like it wasn't like it wasn't like they were watching their tempo. It was like they're just like like gone, like in the ground, gone. And so if I'm watching the live stream, I'd be like, look at that guy. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Okay, so <laughs> yes. So when, when there's a slip up, the one thing that you can do wrong is make a facial expression or act like something went wrong. So if I'm like watching the live stream and suddenly the track like cuts out of the live stream and I'm like, okay, like that was weird, but then like nothing happens and it's fine and nobody reacts. But if they cut the track and I see
Like, I'm not doing this, like, in front of the camera, like, I'll turn around and be, like, really subtle. I'll be like, and then I'll turn back around, and if they don't, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, And don't make a show of it, because that will be the show. Like, yeah. if you make a show of it, and you say that this is the highlight, that's what people are going to remember, and they're going to be like, something went tremendously wrong, and I don't know what it was, but the worship leader was freaking out. So, <laughs> just remember your own all of the time. So, any questions, comments, or concerns, or things to know, or things that impact you? This is an open phone line. You go for the last 35 minutes. I'm voice on one yet, so yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else? Anything? I think yes. I so when it comes to, because I know with the clips, like, okay, so with it being different songs and different leaders, mm -hmm. how would you say, um, with the space in between, who would you say would be the person to take command of that space? Right. Right, that's a really good question. And something that, like, I'm glad you noticed that within the clips, I was noticing that too. And I think what was super vital is that, and this is just for me guessing from how Hillsong does their leadership from watching the band, um, is that they'll have one point person, which we try to do here. So like Jeremy would be the point person, I'll be the point person. Um, like EJ, Val, we're raising up you, like we're raising everybody up to kind of be that person. So in those moments, that's kind of like where are we going to point. So like if I don't know where I'm going, I'm like, okay, we got to flow. And it's also communicating outside of the set. So even being like, okay, in this moment, like I'm really feeling like I want to say something, Erica. So like just know that. Or even you saying like, hey, you know, Sarah, I really feel like something I want to say right here. And like just help you lead this moment and draw these people in. And so for me watching it, um, I think some of the worship leaders that he was – kind of transitioning for like were either new or hadn't done it that often and then they had a very short time between when he had talked and when they started the song like he had talked and then they went right into the next song and they never said anything in between um and then it's also like he led one moment and then the girl prayed before she went into her song so i think it's this healthy balance and sometimes it's very easy to overstep and to like, what's the worst thing in the world is if, like, you're trying to say, all right, everybody lift your hands, and I'm like, yeah, lift it up, like, over you at the same time, then it's like, you just hear, at one time. So I say whoever's leading the song is leading the moment. And then if you feel something, like, I'll, like, this happens sometimes when EJ leads or when Jeremy does, and I'll just kind of watch them, and that comes with being unified, and I'm watching. And so if I know Jeremy's going to go in, then I'm not going to go in. And if I know EJ's going to go in, and you feel that just by being on the same team and flowing and following, and that also comes in handy, you can look at the MV and be like, I have something. And just like point at yourself, and then they'll be like, okay, Erica's got something, EJ, like step a little back, let her lead this moment. And then that comes all like flowing in like together. And so there's like a lot of ways we can do it. Yeah. So I want to add to that because yeah. several of these people, at least that you're watching, have been playing together they've been like 15 years old, right? So this is this is like playing on a team, any athletic team, like you learn to trust each other, there's a chemistry, this is how they minister, so this has been a lot of years of working on the same team together, and this is something you guys will grow naturally with, 
but this is, it's trust, right? Mm -hmm. So um, you're gonna give trust to people that you know are gonna hog the ball, are gonna like, you know, want just for attention, like this is trust, and this is, you know, they're not just trying to make moments to make moments, they're they're all ministers and that's how they see themselves. JD and Ruben and uh, Brooke is so excellent at this. This is just how they minister. And they trust each other because they have they have ministry moments together outside of the worship platform. You know, they're traveling on buses and they're having prayer experiences and they're they're having moments. And so because they trust the moments that they're having with the Lord with each other, they can trust each other on the platform. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So you guys, it's more than than just coming to rehearsal. It's it's having moments outside of that, and whether it be like life groups and having moments together, or um, you're encountering the Lord at different levels. Yeah. Uh, but that comes with time, and I think you guys are doing great. But you do have to give the the leader the space. Those are not all um, made up moments. They do rehearse those moments. Uh, they come prepared to rehearsal. So Nathan has worked with many of those people, and um, and he'll say, we need to rehearse these moments. And it may not be exactly verbatim, word for word, what's going to be Sunday, but they're going to say, I'm going to take about 30 seconds here, and I'm going to do something. Uh, and then that person will come prepared, but they already kind of know, I'm going to take a 30 second or a minute here, and they do that. When they know that, then the MD on that morning would be able to say, right, they're going to take about 30 seconds here, and let's just, yep. you know, build or, or unbuild, right, yep. at the moment, and we're just going to flow with them. So is that... No, I think that's, that's right on. And that, that goes, like, with me and Andrew. Like, when we play, I move a little finger, and he knows exactly what's going to happen. And so that just, I mean, we played literally every week together for like a really really long time and even now we still play together quite a lot and even when i'm on the avenue like i'll literally just look at him and he's like got it and i'm like i didn't even do anything and he just he feels where i go based off of my voice based off of like my body language like if i'm not moving and i'm really quiet then i probably don't want to go big right now yeah. and that goes for all of us but if i'm like into it and i'm walking around and i'm shouting and i'm yelling and i'm going hard probably want to build in that moment and so that comes again from even just being unified and submitting to each other and watching so like how would i know that erica wants to say something if i'm not looking at her like how would i know like how would reuben know how would um the girl that led after him, how would any of them know if they're just like i'm going to just do what i was practicing to do at home and i'm not going to look at anybody else and i'm just going to do my thing and so I think that is so huge. So I think it's there's a lot of things that go with that question. Um, yeah? Yes, John. I think as a team, we can kind of sum it up into two things. The first is awareness. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to be aware of what's going on around you. Right. Sometimes with us being creative people and musicians, it's easy to get swept up in the emotion of the music. Mm -hmm. But... It's not about us. We're not up there to get our moment. Mm -hmm. We're up there to lead people to their moment. Yeah. And being aware at all times of every person on stage, even if you're not an MD or you're not doing something, like being aware of the bass player or being aware of singer number three, like and giving and taking focus. It's something that we kind of learn 
in improv is like if you have four people all at the same time and one the spotlight, it's chaotic and no one knows what the heck is going on. And it's the same thing. There's four singers up there and they all want that spotlight. Like it's confusion. And like that's that's not what we want to set as like a culture. Like we're not here to confuse people. Um, and then the second is choices. Like choices are super important. You know, if, if you make a choice to, oh my God, but that's not the moment that we're in. Like now that's causing distraction. You know, and sometimes it's easy to feel something, but it's not the right choice to make. But then this causes that confusion, you know, with distraction. So I think it comes down to awareness and choices. And I think that pairs not just with the band, but with worship leaders too in the congregation. And it's like, how aware are you of what's happening in the room? And like, like I said before, like if people just aren't responding to it, then you have to you have to be aware. You have to see, like even if there's one person raising their hands, but then the rest of the 300 that are in the room are like leaving, like you should probably either move on or like see where you're at with the team and then make the choice right there. So that goes to choices too of like, okay, what what should I do in this moment? Like should I go on longer? Or like there's times where um, you know, we'll be in the third song going into the fourth one and we leave room and I'll look around and I'll be like, okay, like I could either, I think it happened because we did a miracle can happen now, like from here is in heaven. And in rehearsal, I stayed low and I planned on like, I was just going to feel what people were reacting to. And in that moment I saw hands lifted, people crying. I was like, okay, like I got to go in further. But if nobody was feeling that, I would have ended it. Like I wouldn't have just gone on in that moment. And so I think that that's huge. And even as a band, like seeing like, okay, how are people responding? Where are people at? Like, do they need to clap to something in this fast song? Or like what's happening in those things? Because like I said, it's all about leading those people and, and honoring each other. So anything else? Okay, so. And there's nothing with awareness like on the live streams when you get down the second song mm-hmm. and like Pastor Joe or Indio or something comes up starts talking and everyone starts not really, I think the best thing I can do is just focus on what we're talking so everyone's not doing this. I mean, I'm going to myself too. Because you're, you're waiting for what the MD is going to do, but you just need to listen to what he's going to say in the mic. That's so it. I wish I would have kept going with some of those clips or at least included that because that is so huge, especially with their culture. And you can even see it when one of the worship leaders was talking, like the whole band. Um, all the choir members were like either worshiping or focused on what was being said. Right. And I think EJ does a really good job of that. And I try, like I said, I just want to twitch and like be away. And so I try really, really hard to focus on the back of the head of the person who's talking. And like sometimes it's super hard because you're like, I'm staring at the back of somebody's head. Right. But the people out there don't know that. They see that you're looking at the person in the middle. And that's all that they're going to focus on. But if I'm turning around and like walking away and going to grab something and going to talk to Sean, like in the middle of somebody giving a tithe message, the whole congregation's eyes are now on you. And everything that just was said by the person doing tithe, I have no idea. And now I'm not going to get it because I have no idea what they said. And 
So I think that that's so important. And what they do at Hillsong, like I've watched it, and as soon as like Pastor Brian comes out, they're all like, nope, and they just watch him, they watch him, and that's all being aware, because if they want to go back into it, if the person doing tithe in the middle of their message is like, you know what, I want to sing out that chorus again, really quiet, like, and you're not paying attention, how would you ever know that that's being half, like that's what's happening? And um, yeah, it's all about honor, it's all about submitting to whoever the point person is. And I think it changes throughout the course of the service, throughout the course of the set, that's gonna change of like, okay, like who is leading this moment? So like when Pastor Dave and Vanessa come out, they're leading the moment. Like as soon as they step on the stage, now I'm gonna follow whatever they do. And so if she wants to keep it low, I'm gonna keep it low. Pastor Dave wants to crank it to 20, we're gonna go to 25, like we're gonna follow them. So it's all about that in those moments and like following them. But that's not gonna happen if I'm like off in a separate universe somewhere deep away. So it's all gonna happen by focusing on them.